We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score and your Odyssey app live from the Hyundai Score Studios. I am David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, talking baseball here until 11 o'clock as we do every Saturday morning. And today, today our biggest news, Bruce, is that, yes, Elvis is alive and suddenly so are the White Sox. And, yeah, I mean Elvis Andrews, the shortstop, of course, who has stepped forward and been at the forefront of this White Sox resurgence. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning, David. It's uh, great to talk about uh, Chicago baseball team being alive and well in September. In a pennant race, uh, Chicago White Sox fans waited five months for their team to get real. They are real now, winning the last eight out of 11. uh, And uh, a team that's uh, surging. David, um, we'll talk a, a lot about uh, the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame today with our friend Pat Hughes going in and Jose Cardinal. Both will be our guests. Ozzie Gein will be our guest today talking White Sox. But uh, th- this is, a, uh, this is a, a story that's predictable based on run production. As you and I have talked about every Saturday ad nauseum, the, the Chicago White Sox pitching has been there for the most part all year long. But it is the slug. It is the home run ball. It is the solid play of guys like Andrews coming over and uh, adding a professional touch to the Chicago White Sox that have have turned the Chicago White Sox uh, future around here very late in the season. A very unpredictable uh, part of the year right now to even be talking about the White Sox now being in second place ahead of the Minnesota Twins. They are in second place. They're ahead of the Twins. They're a game and a half back of the Guardians. By the time Monday morning arrives, who knows? The White Sox could be in first place if this continues out in Oakland today. Lance Lynn on the mound, if he pitches the way that he has, 
They're going to win their third straight over the A's. The Cubs back in action today at Wrigley Field this afternoon. You mentioned the Cubs Hall of Fame ceremony going on this morning. And then Marcus Stroman against Logan Webb at Wrigley Field. Also, there's some major league rules changes about the pitch clock, about bigger bases, banning the shift. We will get into all of that. And we want to hear from you, 312-644-6767. Bruce, you're exactly right. Let's start with the White Sox, who had a five-run ninth inning. This can be the post-game show if you want it to be, White Sox fans, because that, again, for the second time in the last three days, we wake up and you wonder, was that the biggest White Sox victory of the season? It was improbable. It was unexpected. And yet they score five times in the ninth inning. Liam Hendricks comes on, nails down the save in the bottom half. And this team has responded to Miguel Cairo. Eight victories in 11 games as the acting manager, inter-manager, fire starter. However you want to refer to Miguel Cairo, he's getting it done. The Sox are responding to him, Bruce, and I think bigger picture people wonder what that means now that there are reports that Tony La Russa will return to the White Sox as early as next week. Well, uh, I'd say Miguel Cairo has done a good job, but it's, it's all about the slug. You know, it's all about guys being healthy and helping the team out. You know, Eli Jimenez has started to be Eli Jimenez again. Okay, that has been huge for the Chicago White Sox. They have started to hit home runs again. The run differential two weeks ago, David, was a minus 77. Today, it's at minus 12. That is what we're seeing right now. If you look at run differential and contending teams, you rarely ever see a team that's contending that is in a minus mode in run differential. And the White Sox have been taking its huge steps forward by slugging the baseball, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. 22 and 10 now in games where they have two homers. Okay. Uh, even better record when they have more than two homers in a game. Uh, you know, again, things that are going right that were expected to go right all year long are happening for the White Sox with Jimenez, Mencada having a five-hit game, two home runs in that game. Uh, these are things that were expected of a, a young, talented team that just – those things were just not happening all year long, David. They were expected all season long, but the fact that they were the most disappointing team – makes this very hard to believe because you didn't see it coming. Bruce, I think that we can talk about how, and, and on the Mullen Hall Show back on September 1st, I remember introducing five examples of teams that caught fire in September, and suddenly they flipped that switch that the White Sox uh, found somehow. But I was laughed off the air practically. I don't think that people really thought that they were capable of doing what they have been doing. And, and the, the thing I think we have to underscore here is your, your statistics are right on, Bruce. And you know baseball and, yeah, the slug and the home runs. But you know what? It's more than the math. It's the chemistry. The chemistry seems different because you have whatever it is, the mix is working. Miguel Cairo, they're responding. And I don't think you can ignore that in baseball. Baseball is a game rooted in tradition, superstition, and routine and how can you if you're the White Sox justify disrupting that routine by bringing Tony back into the mix if that is in fact what they're planning to do and risking what you're having what's going on right now don't you think there's a gamble in saying okay Tony when you're ready to come back come back even if we are winning at the clip that we're winning 
All right, so David Haw is the uh, owner, uh, top baseball man of the Chicago White Sox today. Okay. Uh, La Russa is going to most likely meet the team Sunday in Oakland. Right. And uh, he will continue on most likely with them from there. What would David Haw, the owner of the White Sox, the top baseball official of the White Sox, do in this circumstance? Uh, okay. All prejudice, all personal prejudice aside absolutely i can make a professional decision first of all i would hug tony and i would say how are you doing big guy are you doing fine how do you feel i would make sure that he's healthy enough to be back engaged in day-to-day baseball activity and day-to-day you know the 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 process of making decisions the the machinery and mechanics of, of a baseball season and if that's the case and that's why he's there bruce at that point in time i would have a conversation with him one on one and i'd say look the best thing for this baseball team right now is for you to serve in an advisory role, that you to be in, in, a, in a capacity where you are helping make decisions before the games, maybe uh, sitting in the suite during the games and letting this, letting this go wherever it goes. Let's ride this wave of momentum that they seem to have under Miguel Cairo. It's baseball, Bruce. Strange things happen. Heck, we're talking about Elvis Andrews and Romy Gonzalez being the spark plugs for the Chicago White Sox in September. What you've got to do is you've got to ignore what Tony La Russa has accomplished in his career and focus on what the White Sox have done in the last 10 days. And then you say, Tony, thank you very much. Take a seat in a suite. This is Miguel's team now. Let's see where it goes. All right. Well, I mean, that's an interesting premise. Uh, and I think at 312-644-6767, we want your opinion as well as uh, do you think Tony has been the cooler of this team? In, in other <laughs> words, uh, you know, is, is, is it Cairo magic or is it Tony being away or is it just simply guys like Eloy Jimenez, who's been unhealthy and unproductive all year? Mancado, who's been uh, unhealthy and unproductive all year, uh, and some of these other hitters like An- Andrews having huge at-bats for the Chicago White Sox. Is it simply baseball players playing baseball and getting back to doing what they're supposed to do and what their baseball card says on the back of it and what the metrics people expect from him from them? Uh, I-, I, would, I would go more with the latter. Uh, I would say that... Uh, Tony La Russa would not get in the way if he came back right now. But your premise, you know, it, it deserves some, uh, some views. I mean, it deserves something to look at because there's no denying the team has played well when Tony's been away. So I just think it's a game, Bruce. Where you, you've been around it. I'm sure that we have I – mean, we'll talk to our guest, Jose, Jose Cardinal at 940. He, he had superstitions. Every team, you know, every player is a product of their rituals and their routines. White Sox have gotten into a nice little ritual and routine of winning close games under Miguel Cairo. And last night, you mentioned Aloy. Aloy, with one out in the ninth inning, he comes up and he hits a home run. And that's where things started. And, Sean, if we can get the audio ready, that is what we heard from Miguel Cairo talking about the way that Aloy Jimenez sparked the offense in the White Sox in the ninth. Yes, that was a good at bat, and that was a big spark for the whole team. And good at bat after that. And then he went on, and you mentioned uh, Romy Gonzalez. We mentioned Elvis Andrews. This is Miguel Cairo, what he talked about with those two guys contributing yet again. That was that was a kid, base hit, and 
and Elvis came through again for us here in, in Oakland. That's, hopefully he can do it two more times. Bruce. I mean, look, look, David, there's no denying the, the conversation we've had so far. You put it very well as to what your, what the way you would look at it. But I would look at it in a different way. I would look at it as something that we've talked about all year. The White Sox get a well-pitched game every night, okay? It's been all about offensive failures and the lack of power and the lack of slug. And... You know, we mentioned some guys that weren't expected to be involved. Guys like uh, Romy Gonzalez, guys like Andrews, who was picked up off of waivers after Oakland was nice enough to just let him go. <laughs> and he's been he's been as important a player as Johnny Cueto has been to the Chicago White Sox uh, for most of the, the first five months. That's That's his impact over the last five or six weeks. The reality is... You're getting a, a solid veteran performance at that position. There are a lot of things going right right now, and, and a lot of it has to do with the White Sox scoring more than three runs a game. And the pitching, I continue to say, the pitching in the division right now is on the side of the Chicago White Sox. They have the best pitching. They have the hottest pitching. Uh, underscored yesterday by a, a very good performance by Giolito, who needed one. Um, you know, he gave up three runs, but pitched extremely well. The point is, in, in prior games in the ninth inning, the White Sox aren't necessarily there uh, to make that big run uh, and, right. and be able to uh, to score five runs late. The White Sox were 3-52 uh, going into that game last night this year when trailing in the ninth inning. Okay, wow. so... That that tells you all you need to know about ninth inning comebacks and how rare they are, not only for the White Sox, but, you know, in baseball, the, those those numbers are largely skewed the way of losses. But the reality is, is that Eloy is getting the job done. Mancata is starting to hit. Abreu continues to hit, albeit, you know, uh, getting on base, not necessarily a uh, big slug, but the team's coming around, and it's it's fun to watch. It's really what I would call, David, Chicago White Sox baseball 2020-21, now revisited again in September of 2022. And the catalyst has been Elvis Andrews. In the 20 games since joining the White Sox, he's hit four home runs, driven in 17, in 84 bats, Bruce. That's 20 games, 84 bats. He's hitting for power. He's a catalyst at the top of the order. And you know what? He's playing great defense, and he's providing leadership in that spark that was lacking. Romy Gonzalez, the last two weeks, he has been, you know, a guy that they have come to count on. He had another big hit last night, as did Andrews. And you look at his 364 average, Romy's, in the last two weeks. These are guys that nobody saw contributing to a pennant push, to a divisional push, in September, and yet here they are, and now the White Sox have a nice problem. What do we do about the situation that we are suddenly thrust back into the divisional race where I, I, they were just 10 days ago kind of left for dead, right. but they have continued to win, and the, well, Indi- the Guardians are, are banged up, and maybe and the Twins are, are not playing at, at a very uh, high level right now, so there's an I, opportunity there. I would tell you that uh, White Sox fans should be – the biggest Minnesota twin fans in baseball right now 
except for when the White Sox play them. And they have six games left with the Twins. Those are huge. But I will tell you this. The, uh, the Cleveland schedule at the end of the season gives them nine, again, nine home games in a row at the end of the year. And the last six, uh, the last six, oddly, are against uh, the Kansas City Royals at home. Think about the oddity of six games in a row against the Royals in one ballpark. And that, that is uh, the previously known Jake uh, of Cleveland. So you need to be looking at Minnesota Twins games and go, yeah, we got to kick their butt when we play them the six games, but we want them to win as much as they can, especially this weekend here. You want them to win these next couple games. You want them to continue to, uh, to, to flourish against the Indians. This is the last couple games against them. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a very difficult process to imagine Cleveland losing to Kansas City uh, those last six. I mean, may, maybe Kansas City can squeeze out a couple of wins there in the last six, but you're going to have to be in front and you're going to have to be in a good position if you're going to be the Chicago White Sox and get in because you're not getting in as a wild card. Nobody in that division is getting in as a wild card this year. 312-644-6767. What should the White Sox do when Tony La Russa is healthy enough to return? And that is, according to reports, going to be sooner rather than later. He is expected to see the team on Sunday in Oakland. They're retiring Dave Stewart's uh, jersey. You expect Tony to be there because of all of the history they share together and what he means to that organization as well. Bruce, I wanted to ask you a baseball question, though, because that's more big picture, specifically regarding the pitching. We saw Michael Kopech return this week, and we saw him for a couple innings kind of figured out, and then he didn't go as, as long as they needed him to go. He was on a pitch count, I think three and two-thirds. He was on a 75-pitch limit. When you look at the rest of this month, when you see how the other starters are actually performing, would you be in favor of Michael Kopech resuming the bullpen role that he has played earlier in his career last year, or would you think that he needs to stay in the rotation and he's of better use every fifth day? I would say from the mentality of him and the team that he's your opener when he pitches, okay? You get what you want from him or what he's able to give you, David, uh, on that particular day. If it's not great, you are prepared with uh, your next guys that are coming in to pitch that day. I think you have to prepare for him only going three or four on those particular days because, again, he's pitching hurt. Uh, he's not pitching up to the quality that he was able to earlier in the year. I, I am impressed, and I have been impressed all year by Michael Kopech since he hurt his knee, which was in June, and has continued to show that he, he's a big league pitcher, not a guy that throws 100 miles an hour like he was when he came into the league. So from that perspective, I have a lot of faith in Michael Kopech. I just don't have a lot of faith in his, uh, his, him being able to stay out there physically and be able to compete uh, on a uh, every five-day basis. I don't know if that knee is going to hold up. The Scored Listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's go out and talk to Bob, who is in Arlington Heights, the future home of the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. 
Good morning, David. And normally I agree with most things you say, and 99.9% of the time I agree with what Bruce says, but today i got to side with Bruce. And okay. I'll be brief because I know you got a lot of callers waiting. I'm just going to say this. If they do that to Tony, then in addition to the rules that MLB adopted yesterday starting next year, they have to add another rule which says, henceforth, the inmates truly shall run the asylum. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, Bob. Let's let's try Robert, who's in Des Plaines. Hey, Robert, welcome inside the clubhouse. Hi, how you doing today, guys? Good. Hey, Robert. All right. Well, I you know I was commenting the same with the you know the guy that just called. I think you know everybody's thinking that Tony was the you know the the bad lynch in the in the in the call, but. I think it's just that they're starting to hit now. The team is starting to look the way that everybody expected to look before. They're hitting the ball out the ballpark, and that's why they're going on this winning streak. It's not big decisions are being made or not being made. It's just they're finally hitting the way they're supposed to, and that's why they're winning. So when Tony comes back, he's going to get right back in with his guys, and it's going to continue to be the same way. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate the phone call and the opinions. Bruce, we got a texter from 651. If Tony LaRusa is managing, Romy and Elvis aren't playing as often as they are. That's an interesting point to make. I, I'm sure know, that they're – do you not agree I, with that? You, the look on your face says you disagree I mean, with that I vehemently. I mean, how, how would you not be playing uh, Andrews? Who, who started him playing out there? Lurie. They, the, Tony would be Tony. going to Lurie Garcia more often than not. Tony – Look, Tony knows what he's got in Andres. You know, he he may not be your favorite manager for the White Sox, or maybe a lot of people that that love the Chicago White Sox. But he's not. He he didn't just wake up one morning and get stupid. Okay, I, he know he I knows know. that Andres is a professional shortstop, and and they've been building around it. He he's been a key to them uh, staying out there and being competitive. I'm just answering a question based on Tony's health and the welfare of the White Sox. And the best thing for both would be to be in yeah. an advisory role for the final whatever I, remainder of the season. I, 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 would, say, I would say that um, I agree that you're uh, being benevolent in some ways, but I don't necessarily trust all that benevolence. I think you want Tony out of the way, period. What do you want, Sox fans? 312-644-67. We'll keep the conversation going. It's inside the clubhouse. Chicago. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. On the ground, there's one, there's two. Ball game over, the win of the year. For the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox were absolutely dead for eight innings. They find a way to get five runs in the ninth inning to come back, a furious comeback. Five to three is the final, down three runs heading into the ninth. Came all the way back. Here's a look at the double play to end it. What a job by the White Sox. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score, David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. Thank you, NBC Sports Chicago, for the highlight from last night's victory. And if you went to bed early, boy, do you regret that one if you're a Sox fan. They came back, five runs in the ninth. Bruce, the best debate this morning, yeah, we're having fun. Should Tony come back and what should they do if, uh, if he wants to manage because Miguel Cairo was hot? But here's, here's another debate um, in terms of, uh, the White Sox and what's happened this week. Which is the bigger victory? This one or the one in Seattle? Two of the biggest victories of the season have come in the same week, which is why they're now in second place, a game and a half behind the Guardians. Well, the most impressive thing to me was winning twice against one of the best teams in the American League against Seattle. That showed me something. Okay, you're, you're going into their ballpark. They're a hot team. They're going to be in the playoffs. They could very well be the American League champions this year. There is no clear-cut winner. Houston has been the most consistent team all year, but Seattle has been one of the hottest teams over the last four months. So from that perspective, I was I was just impressed the way they played against Seattle. Coming back in this one, uh, as our next caller will tell you, if Tony was managing uh, that team, uh, they they would not have won this game, even though maybe maybe Tony was there and he managed the first seven innings. And then oh, stop Cairo it. He did not. Bruce, no, no, no. He was watching well, on maybe, television. I think, I think Tim and Munster uh, has some thoughts about uh, who should manage this team going forward. Tim, Morning, welcome Tim. Inside welcome the clubhouse. inside the clubhouse. All right, guys, I, I tell you, I love the show because I love baseball 365 days a year. Uh, just like you do. And uh, so I never miss a minute of the show, even if I have to listen to it on the podcast. But here's where I take exception with you, Bruce. You are one of the great mind, baseball minds that the city has ever had. But you, to a fault, defend management and, and, the, and, and, the, and the coaches uh, week after week. And I, here's where I take exception to the situation. And I was a fan of the Tony Hire to start with. But here's what I see. You talk about injuries, but the White Sox were a better team than Arizona with all the injuries. They got swept. They're a better team than the Kansas City Royals with the injuries, and they had a losing record against the Royals. Fact of the matter is, 
you look at what Cairo has done over this short span of time, and I'll give you some in-game decisions, because, Bruce, you always say that a manager maybe only makes a difference between one or two games, maybe three games a year. couple no, of situations. I don't say that. I say, I say that managers can lose games more than they can win them. But go ahead. I'm just helping out with your premise. All right. Well, thank you. Um, so last night, I believe he would have let Sheets bat because he would have said, okay, he gets home runs off of guys like Chapman. They make the move to Grandal. He gets the big walk. They keep the inning moving. Earlier in the game, they did not pitch run for Eloy because they thought Eloy might get one more at bat. He hits a home run in the ninth. A couple days ago, Cease, his, they've got a big lead. I think Tony leaves the, his starter in a little bit longer. I'm going to get more innings out of him. You're going to need more out of Cease if you're going to stay in this hunt. Get him out of there. Bring in your, your long relievers. You've got a plenty of... Uh, lead to work with just all those little in-game decisions last night getting Hendricks down there uh, because all of a sudden you got Graveman warming up but all of a sudden you take the lead now it's time to get Hendricks fired up and ready to come in it's a good point Tim you You make some really you you make some really strong points Tim and I think that's good points Uh, I I agree with you David but uh, without uh, without these guys slugging the ball the way they're slugging it right now they're not winning these games. They were losing these games. So a uh, manager or no manager, I think that uh, the run production is the difference in the White Sox right and, now. And I think the manager is the difference in the White Sox. And I, and I am going to stick with that until proven otherwise. And I think they should keep that in mind when Tony wants to come back, demands to come back, and is back. Put him in the suite. Put him sit next to Rick Hahn or Jerry Reinsdorf or, or whoever will sit next to Tony LaRusso during a baseball game. But we will go – and continue this debate, but we have to come back and talk Cubs Hall of Fame because they are inducting Jose Cardinal and our own Pat Hughes into the Cubs Hall of Fame today officially. We will talk to both men, starting with Jose Cardinal when we come back here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio, 670 The Score. They don't give up, and they believe in that we can do it, and we don't give up. That's uh, the phrase that, that Tony used, never give up. And that's what we're using right now. Never give up and 27 outs. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. That was the voice of White Sox acting manager Miguel Cairo after one of their most significant victories of the season last night, a five-run rally in the ninth. They beat the A's 5-3. to three. Yeah, and Bruce, Miggy's boys never quit. Is that the T-shirt? Is that the way that we're going to look at this The little surge? We're trying to connect with Jose Cardinal, the Cubs Hall of Famer, but until we do, we'll continue to take your phone calls on the score listener line powered by BetQL. That's where we find Carl is in Des Plaines. Carl, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. How are you? We lost Carl. Let's go to Jack and Hillside. Good morning, Jack. How's it going? Uh, it's going well, thank you. Yeah, great win last night, unbelievable. Uh, so a couple things. Uh, one on the Tony Larusa coming back or not, uh, I think it might be irrelevant. Either they're going to do what they do, is my belief. Uh, it's mostly about the players. I'm more concerned that uh, I've never been a fan of Tim Anderson's defense. He brings something special. This year, he hasn't brought anything special offensively defensively that infield was a complete mess for four months the team is built about great pitching 
you have to have an infield. You have to have a defense. Elvis Andrus has made all the difference in the world. It's, it's really turned this team around. So I certainly hope they don't go moving him to second base or doing anything huh. uh, to put in Anderson. In fact, I would remind folks, Michael Jordan returned to the Bulls in that uh, second, you know, his second season when he left, just as the Sox were doing, the Bulls were getting it together right at the end of the season. Jordan came in and wasn't sharp, fumbled his way around. The Bulls lost to Orlando. One other thing, uh, this rule change. I don't like the shift, but it came about because the hitters became, you know, swinging for the fences and became terrible hitters. So I'm in the field. My job is to stop you from getting a hit. I have to play wherever I want. It's the most fundamental aspect of the game to, to right. tell players they can't go somewhere. To me, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to keep watching. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the call. I'm with you go on ahead, that. Uh, the, last part, the last part I agree with. We'll get into more rule talk in our second hour. But, you know, as I call it, it's fascist. Uh, you, you cannot – Tell people where they can and cannot play on the field. That is, that that's is a little strong, essence. Bruce. It's a that's little strong. The essence of the game, David. That's the essence of the game. Okay, you play where they put you. You're you're telling your metrics department to go to sleep uh, and uh, you know take a hike for the next six months. Uh, all their hard work goes down the drain because uh, all the work they do preparing for that next hitter. It go, goes away right now. You're just playing straight up the middle, hoping for the best. Uh, as much as I hate the shift as far as what it, how it's impacted the game, it's part of the game. You know, play your fielders. Let your fielders play where they need to play. As for his other point, I think it's a good one. 773 joins the chorus and asking me specifically if we use the logic uh, about superstitions, about La Russa and not coming back because of routine, should the same apply for Tim Anderson when he does return? I guess, Bruce, the question would be if he does return and what is his health and how sharp is he when he comes back if he's able to at the end of yeah. the month? That's a good text. I mean, you know, again, you're saying part of the chemistry, David. Your premise is part of the chemistry created by Cairo <clears throat> has impacted this team in a positive way, and that's why they've won. Uh, the texter is saying, uh, Andrus is just as important, if not more so, because he's actually playing the game every day. He shouldn't be impacted by the return of Tim Anderson. It's a, it's a hell of a point. I mean, it's it's worth talking about, but I, I don't think for a moment that Tim Anderson would sit on the bench if he's healthy. Do you? I don't think he would sit on the bench if he's healthy. I think if he's healthy and Elvis Andrus is playing at a high level, you've got some real difficult decisions. Ozzie Gee in our 10 o'clock guest said earlier this week on the Mullen Haw show that Elvis Andrews said, as he has said on NBC Sports Chicago is a better shortstop is a better defensive shortstop you can't ignore that reality does he play second does he move over because of Tim Anderson because it's Tim Anderson's team I would I would lean probably in that direction I, I I'm I know I'm probably contradicting the fact that the the you want to adhere to ritual and routine but I think that Tim Anderson's effect on the White Sox is more positive potentially than Tony LaRusso's is as a manager. And I think you can make a distinction that there is a difference when you're talking about a player's impact in a manager's. There, there's a huge difference. And how they're deployed, I think you've made some, some very cogent remarks about it. So have some of the callers and texters about the fact that 
they don't think that Tony would deploy his players the way that Cairo has. It's fair. You know, I, 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 I have a hard time arguing with that because of the success. You know, I, I still contend that the success is based on more hitting and guys doing what they're expected to do. This is a great conversation about the White Sox, and we will get back to that. As I said, Ozzie Guillen joins us at the top of the hour. But now it is our pleasure to go out to Wrigley Field and to go out to the guest hotline sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And that is where we find the most recent member of the Cubs Hall of Fame, Jose Cardinal. Good morning, Jose. Welcome inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bruce. <laughs> Well, welcome. Uh, that, that was David. I'm here right now, Jose, and it's great to talk to you again. It's been a while, uh, my friend. It's been a long time since I've talked to you. Uh, first of all, fill us in on uh, how you're doing and, and, and where you're at uh, these days. Where do you live and, and what, what is life like for Jose Cardinal right now? Well, I'm doing fine. I live in right now, I live in, in, uh, in Florida, right in Bradenton, Florida. And then uh, enjoy, you know, the good weather. And uh, what I do right around my neighborhood, I work in with little kids, you know, and uh, having fun with it. That's it. Allow me something to do. Jose, you were a member of many different teams. I think you played for eight different teams. You were a Chicago Cub from 1972 to 1977. You made a big enough impact to be inducted to the team's Hall of Fame today. What does that honor mean to you? It means a lot, you know, because uh, the Cup it was my favorite team to play for. And then that's when I have my best GM baseball. It was here in Chicago. Uh, for me, it was a great honor, and, and it's something I'm never going to forget in my life. And uh, uh, after so many years, and I was involved in this game, I never thought I was going to make it. But thank God, you know, that day came in true and the day is today. You came up in the San Francisco Giants organization with the likes of Orlando Cepeda, Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, uh, Jim Davenport, uh, Jim Ray Hart. Uh, obviously, that was a hard team to make. You were you were traded as a very young player, but what was that experience like? We know you got your nickname of Junior because people compared you to a, a, a miniature style Orlando Cepeda, so they called you Orlando Cepeda Junior. But what was that like coming up with those great, great players in a fabulous? Uh, it was a great year, well. and uh, uh, I know. And uh, three, I spent three years in the minor league with the Giants, and then I know when I saw that team, uh, those three uh, little brothers and Willie May was in center and Harvey Queen. Happy Queen, he was in right field, and Manny Mori was there. I know I don't have no chance. So, so in 1963, I stayed in San Francisco for one one month, and then in 64, I stayed for another month, and finally the, the Giants, they did me a big favor to send me to the California Angel. And in that time, certified, uh, the, the Angel was a... Uh, expansion team in that when I started playing, you know, every day. But then uh, with San Francisco, I don't have no chance. I was ready to play, but I don't have no chance in there. 
Joined by Jose Cardinal, the latest member of the Cubs Hall of Fame here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Jose, in 1973, you led the Cubs in batting average, doubles, stolen bases. You were the player of the year for this team. A lot of great moments at Wrigley Field, but when you are there now today and you're reflecting on your past, what are your favorite memories of the friendly confines? No, you got to be, yes, uh, you know, in be, being inducted to the Hall of Fame. You know, 1973 was nice to to be, uh, they named me Chicago Cup Player of the Year, but this award today means a lot to me because I know my picture is going to be in there with the other Hall of Fame, and uh, it's something that uh, you're going to remember for life. Nobody can take it away from me. Jose, talk about... Uh... The Cub fans, because you uh, you created a lot of energy out there. You played with a lot of heart. You played with hustle. You were a five-tool player. When you wanted to hit the ball out of the ballpark, you could. You ran. You played great defense. Um, talk to me about your relationship with the Chicago Cub fans and what that was like out there for you. Well, it was. I got a good relation with the fans and. Uh, uh, it was something about me, then I guess, because I was so little. It's a big afro, and the afro was bigger than <laughs> than my hair. And then uh, all they wanted to do see me running the outfield, and my my hat, you know, in every day in my head. So they loved the big afro, and I used to talk to them during the game and to keeping me loose too. And I had a good relation with the fans, really. And uh, uh, when the game was over, uh, I was one of the last guys to leave him from the parking lot, and then I wanted to be sure they assigned to everybody. So it was great. I had a great relation with him. Yeah. Chicago fans got to be one of the most fantastic uh, fans in the world because they there every day, day by day, and then uh, – uh, compared with another city than than I play with it, you know, it's a it's a big difference, man. Chicago's fans is the best in the whole world. Jose, it was that Afro that got you an invitation to the White House, as the story goes, from the way I understand it. Michelle Obama, you were her favorite player as she grew up in Chicago, and she invited you got the invitation after the Cubs won the World Series, and you were part of that group. What was that experience like, and did she – was she able to share with uh, you her memories of your afro? <laughs> <laughs> it was great, you know. The, the was organization there was grateful to take me with it. You know, in 19, in 2016 when we won the World Series, and uh, when the whole thing started, the introduction started, blah, blah, blah. So they let, you know, the, I was the last guy they introduced introduced me to to everybody because there was a lot of people in there and then uh, when Michelle saw me he ran and to me and he picked me out from the floor because you know he's a strong lady and then uh, <laughs> he, she, she don't want she don't want to turn me loose and I was shocked and and uh, a lot of cold players that was looking at me like, is there why? Why, has, why Jose? You know, they know anything because they was young, you know. But uh, it was a great memory, man. And I never forget. I never forget it. She said, she told everybody that she became my fan when she was 14 years old. And then she, she turned the TV 
And then uh, she saw me with a big old afro, the little guy with a big afro, and that one, he turned she, Jose Cardenal and Chicago Coffins. Jose, uh, David and I and everybody at the score radio station here at 670 the score, 670thescore.com, congratulate you, and uh, we thank you for all the energy and the love that you showed uh, while, while you were here as a Chicago player. All the best to you. Enjoy your day, okay, my friend? Thank you, Bruce. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jose. Jose Cardinal, the latest member of the Cubs Hall of Fame. We will talk to the other guy getting inducted today, Pat Hughes. You might have heard of him, the voice of the Cubs right here on the score. We'll talk to him at 1040. But when we come back, Bruce, another Chicago baseball legend, Ozzie Guillen, joins us next. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.